into the contest. It's Tuesday, the 11th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Support. I'm Tim Gilbert, and I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee, who has been doing some aquatic work. Tell me about it. <laughs> I took the kids prawning last night, Tim, and uh, man, we got about five kilos of prawns. and. Five. Uh, Five kilos, yeah, it was um, it was amazing. I've, I've never really been prawning before, but it was uh, just get your net. It's pretty easy, and uh, we ate most of them last night. So I'll probably come down with gout today. I reckon. <laughs> what did you, did, did you knowing knowing you? Did you present them with a bit of aioli or a little bit of seafood sauce? Or yes, the what's it called? The with the tomato, tomato, and um, a bit of mayo and a bit of Tabasco. Yeah, really nice, mate. Seafood sauce, beautiful. Ooh, absolutely, you're making me hungry. Now we have a great charity auction, of course, running here at Afternoon Sport for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some amazing things to buy there, including a cricket bat signed by the Aussies in the 2019 Ashes Tour in the United Kingdom. Of course, they retained the series over there back in 2019. For all the info on that and much, much more, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. What about today's show? We have the mullet, <laughs> the mullet-wearing, pie-eating golfer, and Cameron Smith, he's a giant killer. Pat Cummins forced to defend a controversial decision at the Ashes, and Novak, well, he's going to stay. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. This was just a fantastic win by Cameron Smith. He came through the world of golf um, at a very young age and, and many thought this guy will be the next best thing and he pretty much is, Shane. Unbelievable, isn't he? And he's assuring that uh, kids going to have pretty bad haircuts for years to come <laughs> if they copy the mullet. But um, look, this is the first time he's gone into number 10 in the world um, after a fantastic win in Hawaii, 34 under the card, mm-hmm. um, which was one shot ahead of uh, John Rahm, the, the world number one. And he takes away a, a handy $2 million prize money for this, mate. And he's his second win in Hawaii. So, yeah, and he wants to get number one in the world at some stage now, Cam Smith. So good on him. Yeah, he's a real down-to-earth, decent guy. I've had the chance to interview him a few times. Lovely mm. family, just really nice and casual. Uh, just casually uh, got himself to about a net worth of $25 million US. Um, now, now, Pat Cummins, of course, uh, all eyes now on Hobart, but he's been forced to defend what some think was a controversial call in the Ashes test. Yeah, I, I don't think it was at all. I think setting England um, you know, three and a half runs and over, they set him a total of 388. Look, the highest 
Uh, Four-sitting chase at the SCG was two for 288. But saying that, we're 3-0 up. Why would we give England a chance? We had 110 overs to bowl them out, which was plenty of overs. Um, you know, if, if the spinner on, on day four line takes four wickets, we win We win the match. And, um, you know, I, I think we just need to work on that. This is a problem Pat Cummins is going to have. He's, he's had a fantastic series both with the ball and as captain. And you're up. You've already secured the Ashes. And the negative stuff starts coming out. So he needs to deal with this now. And hopefully he's above this and he'll move on. But um, I think he's doing a great job. And I think his decision... Um, he gave himself enough time to bowl them out, and they just, they just didn't get the job done. It's often criticised, particularly when you don't get across the line, isn't it? This this whole idea yeah. of whether or not you've kept them in the game enough for them to play enough shots to get out. But really, there was one wicket, one ball in it. Well, it was, mate, and we dropped catches as well. So if we take our chances, we, we, we win that match comfortably, and we're not having this conversation. So... Um, yeah, I, I just don't think when when you've got a team down now. Look, we go back over to England in a couple of years' time to to play them on their home turf, um, and we want to, I suppose, open up a few more scars before that before they leave the Australian shores. So keep them keep them down. Don't let them, don't let them get a victory. That's for sure. Well, Ben Stokes, he he batted well. He he didn't quite go on with it. He got two fifties, two sixties, in fact. But um, he he won't bowl. He's got that side strain you'd imagine in Hobart. But he's that kind of player. He always wants to be involved when he's uh, you know when he thinks he's ready, and he wants to play um, at the old Bell Reef. I think it's called Bloodstone Arena these days. Yeah, he wants to play. Uh, there's a difference between bravery and, and stupidity too, Tim. And I think you know it, the fact that um, he he couldn't bowl during this Test match, and he you see him grimacing every time he, he hit a shot when he was batting. But I think um, he's a key player for the future. Um, you don't want to make this injury any worse than it is. I think go home now, Ben Stokes. You've done a good job. You can hold your head high um, and get get yourself right because he's going to be needed for that team for the future, particularly the way they're playing at the moment. Interesting uh, commentary from Shane Warne throughout the series. He's, uh, he he polarises. <laughs> People either love him or they don't. That's what's happened um, in commentary. But that's who he is, isn't he? He's just one of those figures uh, that you know people have an opinion on. Mm. But he's come out and... and sort of talked about his marriage breakdown and, and put his hand up. Yeah, Warney, um, one thing he doesn't do, he doesn't run from stuff, Warney. He, he put his hand up his own this, and he's saying in 2005 when he went through his divorce with Simone, it was his fault, and, and it was, and, um, and and he's owned it. Look, in that series, he said it was one of the toughest periods of his life where, you know, they're having a go, and he was worried about his kids and how they were going to react. And he goes out to bowl or bat in, in a, the 2005 Ashes, he still took 40 wickets in five tests and scored 249 runs, but they're shouting things like, you know, where's your missus gone? Where's your missus gone? If, if you work for, say, a KPMG in the corporate world and you break up with your wife, you don't walk into the office the next day and people don't start singing to you, where's your missus gone? But for some reason in sport, you pay your 40 bucks to go to the game. You can say whatever you want. And um, he's just a he's a strong-willed character. And I, I suppose good on Warney for putting his hand up and owning that one. He's a real family-focused guy, isn't he? Particularly when it comes to his kids. Obviously, he's had the odd partner, but uh, he's a very focused father. He is. He's, he loves his kids, and um, like any dad should. So he, um, yeah, I, I just think he's 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 pretty much at ease with himself. Warney, he's 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 been he's had every challenge thrown at him, and um, he's broken every rule in the book probably along the way. So uh, yeah, it's, it's water off a duck's back for him these days. Adam Zamper, another league spinner from uh, the Melbourne Stars, of course, had a big part to play in the Australian T Twenty World Cup victory. He's been pretty critical of Cricket Australia about their handling of 
the big bash amidst the whole COVID uh, shit fight, shall we call it? Yeah. Uh, my advice, Adam Zamper, is just be very, very careful, mate, uh, questioning the the uh, the organisation that, that pays your salary. Um, I remember Dean Jones was pretty outspoken and he was forced to retire at the age of 32. So uh, just be careful there. Um I agree with what he's saying is that they don't want to bastardise the competition in the BBL and just allow anyone to play. But during COVID times, look, the show must go on and some people have been given a game that probably don't deserve to do it. But uh, but he's, he's also saying that the communication between Creed Australia and the BBL franchises was was very, very poor and there was no sort of planning or um, uh, plans in place uh, due to COVID this year. And he said that uh, anyone just sort of got to go and they weren't really talking to us. So... But just be very, very careful, Adam Zamper, I would, I would say. Well, the Sydney Thunder, it, it, look, you can go and be critical of organisations, but when you've got another team that's actually been uh, as affected by any of the others and they've had six wins in a row, I think the Thunder was the first team to have half their team missing and mm. they've gone on and, and had six straight. So it, it's worked for them. It has. And it, it just sort of hit me right between the eyes this morning, Timmy, that the guy at the helm of the Sydney Thunder is a guy called Trevor Bayless who I think will be the next Australian coach. I think Trevor Bayless is the uh, the best coach in the world, and his performances um, prove that. Um, he's had successes in the IPL in India, successes with England. Um, he's won every franchise that he's coached at, uh, from the Sixers through to the Thunder now. And I just think him and Pat Cummins are really, really close, being both Penrith boys. And I think Justin Langer may, at some stage, uh, be put aside for Trevor Bayless to bring in a very relaxed approach, calm approach, um, and a, and a real winning culture within that Australian team. Yeah, and he's really relaxed. Uh, I remember yeah. 30 years ago when I started in radio in Goulburn, he was a Goulburn boy. So we'd talk to him occasionally. He was still playing cricket. Uh, and uh, on top of that, he was a very good cricketer. You played with him. I did, mate. He, he was uh, my, my first wicket in first-class cricket was uh, I got Jeff Marsh out and it was caught Bayless. He absolutely smashed one to, to Gally and Trevor Bayless took a great catch. And, yeah, he's just a super coach, super relaxed guy, smart, uh, well-educated, but just creates a sort of atmosphere around the team where players can just go and do their own thing um, and there's no pressure on them. They can just, uh, you know, really relax when they walk out to battle bowl. Yeah, I know it's a cliche sometimes and it's a well-used phrase, but he's a good bloke too. He, he really is just too, yeah. is a good yep. bloke. Uh, stay with us because we'll be talking tennis, NBA, AFL, NRL and much more. Novak Djokovic. Well, he's allowed to stay. And we discussed this yesterday that we thought Someone had stuffed up along the line, mm. and they—that's the way the judges found it. Did mate, and uh, I don't, I'm not sure Novak Djokovic is like Trevor Bayless. I'm not sure he's a good bloke, but uh, he's going to play anyway. Um, his lawyers argued that the visa cancellation was unreasonable, and the judge agreed. Um, so he's allowed to play now. So the Open starts on the 17th of Jen, uh, which is only six days away, Tim. So he's got to really race now to get his preparation right. But uh, Novak's in the country. He's got a racket in his hand, and. Um, 
bring on the booing. You watch, this is going to be an absolute S fight down there in Melbourne, I think, mate, every time he takes the court. Yeah, well, obviously he's grateful for the, the court win, but um, it's going to be booing on both sides because there's already been some blow-ups, haven't they, from uh, Novak supporters yesterday. Well, yeah, so the police had to use pepper spray. Uh, they were waiting outside the lawyer's office for, for the result to come through and, um, yeah, the, the police had to use um, significant force and, and, and pepper spray to, uh, I suppose, um, turn away uh, his supporters who are getting quite violent on the streets. So it's uh, it's going to be a pretty spicy old uh, Australian Open this year, that's for sure. Yeah, and Nick Kyrgios may not be there. He's tested positive to COVID. <laughs> Mate, this guy, he's like, <laughs> he's a walking caricature of himself. Like, he's got COVID now. He'll probably, he'll, he'll survive COVID. He'll probably come out and win, win the Open. You never know with Nick Kyrgios. And another young Australian star in the NBA. Yeah, Josh Green, mate, uh, had his career high 17 points and six rebounds. Um, he plays for the Mavericks and they beat the Houston Rockets 113 to 99. But uh, once again, mate, um, Australians doing really, really well in the NBA. And, and this young gun, Josh Green, keep an eye on him because he's uh, he's another superstar of the future. Yeah, we're in a powerful position, aren't we? Uh, yep. that, that French Olympic Games, two and a half years away. Be interesting to see how we do go. Now, it was, uh, look, I read this from Phil Gould in the rugby league saying there's no way that Flanagan will, you know, all these rumours that he's going to be let go this $450,000 halfback that uh, plays for the Bulldogs um, just wait for him to go I suppose Shane as soon as they come out and say that you've got the full support of the board yeah you're gone aren't you um, reading between the lines here the Bulldogs have four quality halfbacks so I don't know I don't know what you think Timmy this guy's on 450k a year and you know, will he play that Gil's really trying to, um, to I suppose Keep really, really quiet at the moment, saying that we haven't even played a trial game yet, so we don't know who's going to play. But yeah, four guys in the, in the one position. It's um, yeah, it's going to be well, it might be tough for Flanagan, I think. Yeah, and look, they might be quality, but they don't have a standout. Again, they've they've bought yep. well. They've got players in other positions. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for them. Um, uh, Burton will probably play in the six. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch, but I think Flanagan, let's just watch this space. Let's remember what we said on this day in early January to see whether he stays or whether he goes. Mm. Now, over in the AFL, uh, former AFL great Channel 9 presenter Warren Treadray, um, he's part of ways with the company over the vaccination. Yep, Channel 9's policy is they had to be vaccinated to work there and he decided he's an anti-vaxxer. Um, so he's part of ways, which is a it's a big call. This guy's a superstar footballer, um, mm. playing playing many, uh, over 200 um, AFL games and, and was doing a really, really good job as a, as a sports presenter, but parting his ways based on his own moral principles. So I suppose good on him, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to find another job in this day and age. It's a real challenge, isn't it, for some of these people that feel very strongly about it. Um, uh, but unfortunately, that is the world we're living in because I don't think there's ever mm. been a time in recent history where your actions as an individual can affect the actions of the person standing and living next to you or working next to you. So it's a real challenge. Yeah. Now, in the A-League, they actually think um, they're through the toughest part of COVID. They believe enough of their players have got it and recovered and staff that from here on in, they'll be fine. Well, we always give the A-League a bit of a, um, a kick up the bum saying that the, the, the management there isn't great. But I'll tell you what, they've done a bloody good job this year. Um, the grand final still on track to be played on May 28. They haven't lost any time, even considering that more than half of the competition players have had COVID. So they've kept the show on the road. And I think, you know, A-League, they, they cop a lot of flack, but they've done a fantastic job this year.
Yeah, and it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Once you get a bulk yeah. of people recovered, you're probably going to be okay, as long as they all stay fit, of course. Now, um, let's wind the clock back to 1996, Shane, because uh, you and I were both in the subcontinent. You were yes. in your colourful gear. I was just in my <laughs> casual clothes working for TUE with a maritime satellite telephone. That's what you needed in those days to get good coverage out of India to report back on the 1996 Cricket World Cup. Tell us about that uh, planning session for the quarterfinal against New Zealand in Chennai. It was a blisteringly hot time, as it always <laughs> is in Chennai. What, what I thought today, I, I want to sort of try and take people inside the um, the, the room, the hotel room of, of a team, the Australian cricket team, when you plan for a match. Uh, generally, you go in there, um, there's a big whiteboard, and you go through the team you're playing against, the team being New Zealand on this occasion, and you go through their batting order from the top right down, how you're going to bowl to so-and-so, Stephen Fleming, we're going to have this field to him, and we're going to bowl this way. Well, it got down to a guy called Chris Harris, who was the all-rounder, bowled sort of off the wrong foot, uh, right arm, but it was a sort of a left-hand bat. He was batting number seven. And we started talking about how we are going to bowl to him. And Mark Wall goes, everyone, I'm just going to call it there. We don't need to talk about this bloke for one more second. He's never scored more than five runs against us. So don't waste our time. Move on. Who's batting next? And Mark Wall never said much like that. Well, Chris Harris, if you look at the record books, he's got 130. <laughs> he's got 130 and absolutely smashed us to all parts of the ground. Now, uh, the best part of this story is that Mark Wall went out following that to bat and he scored 110 and we still won the match. So uh, I think <laughs> there was a bit of, bit of egg on Mark Wall's face, but he, he made good by scoring 110. Oh, he batted like a superstar, Chris Harris. Everything came off the middle that day. Thanks for that insight into uh, one of the hotel rooms in Chennai. You wouldn't have wanted an insight into my hotel room at the Connemara <laughs> at that point when I asked the bloke to cook the spring rolls, the chicken spring rolls, and they were done just a little bit too quickly. And uh, oh. Oh, I looked in the mirror. I thought I was gone. Uh, oh, yeah. It was the crookest I've ever been <laughs> in my life. I was a lovely shade of green. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Haircare. It's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our fantastic producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.